All right, Nick, I got a little Classico episode. Classico. Going back to my uh, to my my real passion of um, talking about pesticides tonight. Ooh, back to your roots. And the corporate malfeasance of pesticide companies. <laughs> you know how I love talking about that. Love it. And it's all you talk about, actually. <laughs> Just I, uh, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, welcome back to Poison for Profit. I am Zach. And I'm Nick. And Microsoft, I guess, tonight. Yep. One article. And that article is... Pesticide firms withheld brain toxicity. Okay, let me restart that. Pesticide firms withheld brain toxicity studies from EU regulators. And EU, you know, miles ahead of the US when it comes to pesticide regulation. They have a lot of banned uh, pesticides that the US has yet to ban, more strict use regulations things like Definitely. that i guess we'll we'll talk a little bit about what i kind of think this means but yeah we'll just get into it so these are referring to dnt studies uh, which means developmental neurotoxicity there were 35 studies submitted to us regulators nine of which were not submitted to eu regulators some of them are uh, relevant to safety levels and things like that. And some of them, since they've been found out, have actually changed the regulations to those pesticides. So, I mean, it seems to me like this is a pretty big deal. Yeah, it seems very strange that they just didn't send them in to the and EU. I, I think part of that, that right? yeah, and, and this is speculation, but like I said, the EU is, is a much... Um, more strict regulator of pesticides. Sure. And a lot of these companies are saying that they had, at the time of the registration and everything, they had completely complied with the EU uh, regulations, but then they were not obligated to submit these studies for some reason. I don't really understand why. So it seems like on the service level to me that this is just them trying to avoid regulating their pesticides Uh, but we'll talk a little bit about that later Uh, so this is coming 14 and 21 years after the studies were conducted the eu uh, regulators are now finding this which is pretty crazy right like two decades after the studies are done presumably after the pesticides have been approved and on the market is now regulators are finding out about it the members of parliament in the EU seem to be pretty upset about it, understandably. And, you know, researchers as well saying that, you know, there, there's no real reliable way to evaluate the safety of these chemicals without the full access to these studies, which is true, right? Right. I mean, this is like the whole reason we talk about a lot of pesticides is because we don't think that we should be trusting the company to tell us if they're pesticide that they spent potentially millions of dollars on developing is safe or not, because they will say it is safe a hundred percent of the time or do this and hide the data. Exactly. Yeah. And, and you're exactly right, Nick, like this is the, the, the companies are solely responsible for, um, 
for paying for and conducting these studies uh, to to get this data essentially to then send to regulators instead of what I think should be done is regulators doing the study, paying for the study and, and conducting them themselves and then passing on the cost to the uh, the manufacturers, which is only right. I mean, they're the ones profiting off the product, right? But but yeah, like the findings in these studies are nothing, are not like minor things either. Uh, so in lab rats from these studies, they uh, saw changes in brain size, delayed sexual maturation, and reduced weight gain in offspring. I don't know. The brain is just like such a delicate thing in all mammals. And certainly rats and humans are different, right? And I would suspect that for some of these things, humans could be even more sensitive to these chemicals than lab rats would be. Uh, So it's just, I mean, it's really troubling. Like, yeah, these are not minor minor things to have happen to you this is this is not like they're just burying like oh you'll maybe get a rash from this pesticide this is your brain we're talking about right and it really reminds me of of lead and how lead used to be used mm-hmm. in so many things paint gasoline and it, and it would just lead to so many different ways of being exposed to it yep. and then in turn like Definitely destroying communities. Yeah. I mean, the like Flint, Michigan with the pipes, the leaded pipes. Uh, yeah. Completely destroyed that community. Yeah. And I know like like Baltimore, a lot of underserved communities, right? And and mostly black communities, redlined communities, I'm sure. All this stuff is there already and it's cost so much money to then fix that problem and this is kind of getting into a different conversation but um but yeah it, it just, just this whole thing kind of reminds me of it because i'm sure there was significant scientific data when lead was around that showed detrimental effects to to mental development and now we're finding out that 20 years ago these companies did these studies and found it and they didn't report it to i guess in the eu right but they reported it to the U.S., but that kind of speaks to <laughs> the regulators in U.S. and their um, a rubber stamp of a government, right? Unwillingness, <laughs> Just even. Ah, yeah, it'll go through. Right, yeah. Like pesticides in question have been known to be used on a wide variety of crops, like tomatoes, strawberries, potatoes. I mean, potatoes are like a staple in some areas, right? So it's it's a little scary. Yeah, I mean, those are things. Everything you listed are things I eat almost weekly. I would say so. That is definitely scary, um, especially especially knowing that in the U.S. it's just perfectly fine, right? <laughs> to use yeah. this stuff. Yeah, yeah. And uh, members of the EU Parliament are, like I said, they're understandably upset by this uh and they're talking about the consequences for these companies but all they're really talking about is fines to corporations right you know me nick i'm a big proponent of jail time for for executives and such of companies that do this 
I think that's the like sadly the only thing that would get through to these like robot CEOs that just see numbers and just see dollar signs and just see oh our product killed 10,000 people but they can't prove it and we made an extra 10 million dollars because of it. They don't Exactly. Care. Yeah, that's a it's a calculated risk essentially, right? Yeah. So it's basically their enormous paycheck versus right a, a corporate fine which doesn't really come out of their pockets per se like maybe that the they own stock or whatever and it harms the stock but it's not something that that would like really i don't even know like punish them right punish them there needs to be some punitive element to it to mm-hmm. to not even just deter this but like get them to take responsibility for these things they're supposed to take responsibility for. Right. Because I sent, you've seen the, uh, the Monsanto deposition of the executive that was supposedly in charge of labeling, right. Who didn't really know anything, anything specifically about the process Mm. of the, of the labeling requirements and, and things like that. Jail time is the only thing that I can think of that would come close to, to having like this cultural change of corporations basically putting profits over over people that is such a common thing yeah to get to get these companies to think morally over their money that's the thing they they're 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 fine with you know oh we'll put this person in and if something happens he'll get a nice severance package and he'll be on his way we'll pay the fine and then people won't hate us because we got rid of that bad guy. He's just going to get another CEO job somewhere too. Right. Probably. Exactly. Yeah. He'll just get another job. It does. He or she, I guess a woman could, could be this also. <laughs> could be a piece of shit as hey, well. Someone, somebody <laughs> of any gender could, yeah, I could do this. <laughs> yeah. So it's just, we need to somehow get these companies to think morally. If that's jail time, then I'm all for it. Truthfully, I think the real only thing that'll help, though, is regulations by our government that are, you know, and to a like to a point to protect people. Yeah, and and them taking responsibility for these safeguards, right? Mm. As long as I I would leave it at that, but uh, yeah. So um, so while you know EU Parliament is is talking about these potential corporate fines, there really hasn't been any penalties against these companies for anything as far as I know, as far as I can tell. However, like these types of studies, these DNT studies, they have contributed to pesticides being banned in Europe in the past. So this argument from these companies that that they complied with all the the requirements that the regulators had in place at the time I mean, that's just that doesn't really speak to me too much. Why are you doing the study then? If that's the case, you right. wouldn't be doing the study because the risk would be too great. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. They, there's no reason. No reason for them to do the study. There's something else going on. Yeah. They would not pay for that study to be conducted if if it was that simple. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm sure that study wasn't cheap. What are they doing it for? For fun? <laughs> no. Yeah. Certainly not doing it out of any sort of, you know, responsibility to the public. No chance. Yeah, it's. I feel, I mean, 
as we know through history, it's to stay ahead. It's so they know what they're doing and then they can say, all right, well, we're going to bury everyone and anything that says that our product does that and forget we ever did this study. Well, that's going to do it for this microsode. Thank you, Zach. Very, uh, I'd say scary. <laughs> Again, scary for this microsode. That scary sode. Yeah, we have another scary sode coming to you. But just seeing that, you know, I I look to the EU as kind of like the gold, or not the gold standard, but doing pretty good in terms of pesticides and agricultural regulation. Yeah, right. I agree. There's a lot uh, so of other areas of the EU I disagree with, but but uh, yeah, I well, mean they're they're definitely the ahead of the U.S. <laughs> certainly when it comes to pesticides, definitely. So it is, I guess, kind of uh, frightening to say the least that this is happening over there. So, but again, thank you, Zach. As always, if you'd like to read more on this article, it will be in the show notes as well as all of our social media. Uh, reach out to us on there if you have any topics you'd like us to cover or if you're an interesting person and would like to be featured on the show now that we have some guests coming on maybe you could be our next guest send us uh, ideas for guests too if also, you have any that That's... would be awesome thank you all for listening and anything else from music talk to you next time